Welcome to this week's Connect Life Word Session, brought to you by Victory in the Word Outreach Toronto. In these Word Sessions, it's all about connecting our lives to the Word of God so that we can live out our faith in really practical ways. Together, we are learning how to stand in truth, triumph over challenges, and thrive in purpose, releasing the sound of victory as we go. We're going to start with the Word of God, so get your Bibles open. And we're going to go to the book of Ephesians, right? And usually when we, when we do a teaching or when we start, when we go through a topic, we can, we can look at it from the point of view of Matt. But what I'm going to do now is I'm going to look at the point of view from God and then bring it to us. So we're going to go to Ephesians chapter one. So I'm going to start from verse three. Ephesians 1 verse 3, and it says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. All right. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Verse 5. Having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. Verse six, to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he has made us accepted in the beloved. Are you understanding why I say it's so good? Like just every verse (laughs) is so jam-packed with goodness from God, every verse. And we thank God for it. Okay, so um, verse uh, seven. In him, we have redemption through the blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, which he made to abound towards us in all wisdom and prudence, which basically means understanding. Verse nine, having made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself. All right, verse nine. That's where I'm at. Are you, are you hearing some of those key words that we've been talking about? Grace and predestined before the world began, all that good. All right. So you're with me. Verse 10, that in the dispensation, that is another word for time or season, right? Um, In that in the dispensation of the fullness of the times, he might gather together in all, in one, all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are in earth in him. Verse 11, in him also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. Verse 12, that we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory. Verse 13, in whom, in him, you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. 
See a couple of times you've seen that phrase to the praise of his glory. So letting you know this, this is all about God's glory, right? You're getting that so far that everything here is about God's glory. All right. So verse 15, therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. And this is the prayer. Verse 17, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. What is what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power? Verse 20, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. Verse 22, and he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. All right, that's the ending of verse chapter one. I mean, I can spill over into chapter two and it would just continue, right? That's just, so reading all of that, um, what is all of this about? Who is this all about, this, this life in the kingdom, being a child of God, you know, um, being saved and delivered. Who does this all revolve around? But uh, everything in this chapter that I've read is about Jesus, okay? Everything. The life that we live in the kingdom, all of that is about Jesus, right? Now, you may not say, yes, yes, Dr. Michelle, I know, because it's so basic, right? But I, I want to present to you today that we, I said it before, that we live as if Jesus is important, not that everything centers around Jesus. There's a difference. There's a difference. So many, there's many, many religions that talk about Jesus as being a holy man and a great man, a philosopher and a thinker and all that stuff. But when it comes to Jesus being the center of the universe and the, the center of creativity, the center of creation, that's where they disagree. But it lets us know in Ephesians that all of our lives, and not just all of our lives, all of life centers on Jesus. Okay, <laughs> all right, let me repeat that. All of our life, and not just your life, my life, Joanne's life, Rhonda's life, it's not like that, but all of life 
centers on Jesus. He is the firstborn. He, all things were created for him and by him. Everything is held together by his person. So what does all of life revolve around? Who does life revolve around? Good. Now you're, you're seeing it, Jesus. So when we talk about Jesus, coming to Jesus, serving Jesus, we're not talking about one option to get through hard times. We're not talking about one of the ways that will help you to have a happy, prosperous, and successful life. We're not talking about one of the ways for you to become the best you and to just maximize your days. We are talking about connecting with the source of creation. We are talking about coming into relationship with the one who holds the entire universe together. Now, the reason why I'm bringing this home is because it is easy to make it about us as the person. But the reality is, is it's about him, the person. So we cannot know our destiny or our purpose outside of his destiny and his purpose. If he is the foundation for everything, if he is what holds all of the universe together, if he is the one who's causing us to be alive right now, then how can we have a purpose and a destiny that does not fit his will? That is why when we are outside of relationship with Jesus, when we're outside of fellowship with Jesus, we are living, doesn't matter how great we are, it doesn't matter the good things we do, we are enemies of God. Now, I am not saying that. The scripture says that. It says to be carnally minded is what? Enmity with God. But spiritual minded, having your, having your life come into Jesus and him into you is life. So I want you to get the, 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 the seriousness of what we're talking about. It, destiny and purpose is not just like, hey, I just want to you know, make lots of money and I want to do great things, everybody to know my name. That's not what it's about. It is now connecting with the life of Jesus. And how does he want his life to flow through you? So I, I wanted to bring this foundation to you that Jesus is not one of the options to a better life. Jesus is the only option to true life. Because God says, no one comes to me except through Jesus. What does that have to do with purpose and destiny, right? What does that have to do with purpose and destiny? Well, when we're talking about, um, like I, some of the questions I read about my skills and uh, my talents, that, that is important, but it is not the center of the question of destiny and purpose. Because as you journey through life, do you know your skills can change? Do you know your talents can change? There'll be some seasons where you're called to do a lot in one area and some seasons you can't get to use that, that, that gifting. And if you lock in purpose to a skill or a talent, 
every time you have a change or a transition or you go through a different season in your life, you will always be wandering. And going back to the question, what am I here for? So it cannot just be about skills. It cannot just be about talents. It cannot just be about gifting. There has to be something that is more constant in our lives. Let me tell you, for any person who's gone through life for any amount of time, you will know seasons change. And you will also know that environments change. And we just walked through the pandemic that if we had put destiny on like me preaching in a physical pulpit in a building, I would have lost my mind and felt like God was punishing me when yet there was opportunity for evolution and, and you know, just change and developing something different. So what I'm saying is that gifts and talents and skills, they're important and they're part, they are part of the package, but they are not the essence of the package. They are not the center of the package. There is something greater. There is something more. So.